Blog Talk Radio. and liberating things for me and I think why this thing came to fruition uh, you know I made a big deal that this stayed quiet you know and, and you know first of all you know what I was doing I was um, you know part of the rumors are things fly out of that building and so I wanted to see could I trust this building This is one of the iconic franchises of football, and 
the opportunity to restore that to its glory and to work really hard to do that, 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 that just got me. And so. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Niner Faithful. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Hope y'all had a blessed week. Okay, so today I have a, I, I have to start with, with probably the most heartbreaking news that I've ever had to probably go through my life, bro. I, I lost my best friend and my brother. Um, so, but you know, got March on. I know, I know, Sid would want me to carry on with the show, even though he was a traitor. You feel me? Well, more like his dad was, but um, you know, I mean, best friend doesn't describe what this man went through, bro. This is my brother. I love him. And, uh, man, uh, I don't really know what else to say. So, um, yeah, so we're we going to keep it pushing. Feel me? Uh, so, rest in peace, there. We're going to smoke for you. You know, take a couple shots for you, bro. I love you. Um, anyway, so, yeah. So, also, I always try to start the show off positive, but today, you know, I couldn't. So, because I'm going to really, like, Fuck everybody. Type of mood. Don't give a fuck about anybody's feelings right now. Sorry, my bad. But uh, so um, I have some great news. It's my honor and privilege to welcome Adam from 49ers Insiders Room as my official co-host. We're gonna we're gonna try this thing off. We're gonna see how well it works. And uh, I just messaged him right now to call in right now. Uh, I thought I was gonna be late, but I really actually made it here. Pretty much, pretty much in time. Two o'clock was a pretty, pretty cool time. So, uh, you know, we're up in the telly right now because uh, it's Labor Day, so the library's closed. But anyway, we're gonna go ahead and uh, so, I, so it's my honor and privilege to welcome him to the show. He's gonna be calling in here momentarily. We'll go ahead and officially make it official, like a referee with a whistle. And uh, we're of course gonna get into, uh, you know, I mean, pretty much the biggest news is is losing losing Jarek McKinnon. I mean that's that that that's a big blow, bro. I mean, uh it's a lot of money for uh you know somebody who ain't gonna gonna play for the season. So uh yeah. And I mean, you know, me and Adam were talking last night on over Twitter and really good point. I mean honestly you could probably just read our conversation and be Gucci for the show, but uh the, 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 those targets that are going, we're going to go to McKinnon. I mean, we all know that McKinnon was going to be targeted a lot in the past game. Um, probably help if I move my phone closer to me. Uh, matter of fact, you know what? Let me go ahead and and, and uh, chop it up with him real quick for a second. Um, kind of, I'm in this mood, so we're going to play this. R.I.P. Dwight. R.I.P. Kid. and humbled by it all. Um, I don't, you know, I I think what I love about it the most is that it's connected me with 49er fans for the rest of time because I didn't realize it at the time that 
people would keep talking about it, but they not only talk about it, they pass it down through the generations just to be a part of a play, the, a magical season and a magical game, and then like the exclamation point on a, on a, on a great game, um, to be a part of that play that helped get our team to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, blessed, humbled, uh, very thankful just to, uh, to be able to be in the 49ers memories forever. So yeah, what's up everybody? So I'm gonna go ahead and bring on Niner Faithful Radio's co-host Adam. What's happening, Adam? How you doing? Not too bad, my man. Thank you for having me on today. How you doing? I'm, you know, we're pushing forward, but we're moving, we're moving on. So um, yeah, like I, I, I was telling the listeners before you went ahead and called in that we were discussing how you know Pettis and and Brita and Kittle and Taylor and and good obviously Goodwin you know, are going to be targeted more now because, you know, the, the, the I don't think this is going to stop Kyle Shanahan from passing the ball. <laughs> I think, like you said yesterday, this is going to be uh, Madden-type status. Could be. I mean, you know, very well. I mean, so, it, and I, I was also telling you yesterday that, to me, I'll have you pick your player in a second. To me, the player I think that's going to, and I, I, I say this for a lack of better words, benefit from Brita going down is going to be Pierre Gasson. Because I think teams are starting, what you saw in the Colts game is you realize teams are starting to figure out Jimmy Chu cool, likes to go to Trent Taylor on third down. Um. Clearly, his his, his 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 biggest chemistry is with Marquise Goodwin. And he likes to target Trent Taylor, or, uh, Trent Taylor and George Kittle in the red zone. So I think sure. that us Niner fans are kind of assuming and hoping, and, and I believe we're both going to, you know, agree with the fact that it, he, he is a good enough quarterback that he will hit who, whoever's open. I mean, Shanahan's offense is designed for that. I mean, that's, that's definitely one of the reasons, obviously one of the huge reasons, obviously Shanahan and Jimmy both themselves. But, I mean, I mean that's what kind of gives you full confidence with somebody like Jet going down. And, I mean, who who wasn't bummed that day, especially to hear that obviously it happened with nobody around them on the very last play of practice. You know, I'm sure every 49er fan, you know, NFL fans in general probably felt for them, you know, for have such a tough break. You know, once again, on the last play of the day. But, uh, you know, once again, going back on point, with Shani and Jimmy, I mean, a true mastermind like that, like I just have full confidence in him, either be able to spread the wealth and everybody else gets a little extra piece of the pie, or, you know, obviously depending on what team we play, we can obviously focus in a lot more of, all right, how can we beat them? I mean, once again, with Jets injury, are we going to run a lot more four-wire receiver sets than maybe we originally uh, anticipated? Excuse me. 
Um, I do not quite know. Um, I am happy as far as, you know, just getting a little gem very late last minute with Alfred. It's going to be a nice little thunder and lightning combo with Matt Breda. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I said yesterday on Twitter, you just, you know, that's how life and things work sometimes. You know, sometimes, you know, devastation occurs, but it could be a blessing in disguise at the same time. I think, honestly, everyone's going to sip up their game. And who knows? Who knows what can happen? I mean, we 1999, Trent Green went down when the Rams first signed him. Kurt Warner stepped right. down and leads him all the way to the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, you how do you think Eagles felt? How do you think Eagles felt last year when Carson Wentz went down? Oh my God, I was watching that game. I'm sure they were dev- devastated. You know. Well, I mean, how did how did Niner fans feel when Alex Smith went down? Because this is before Colin Cap. We knew Colin Kaepernick. You feel me? Ironically, Colin I was Kaepernick at that was game. a second yeah. second year second round pick that had, oh, you know, he had never played in the game. You know, we didn't know he was going to be Cap. So right. You know, I, to, to get to Matt Burita for a second is somebody, uh, Nick from Nothing But Niners Crew. Big shout-out to, to Nick. Thank you so much for letting me write for Nothing But Niners, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, he – how do I – How do I, I want to put this. He basically said people are underestimating Matt Burita because Matt Burita played a part in Carlos Hyde becoming a free agent. Big time. I, I think that he did. I mean, I, I, watch that touchdown against the Jacks. What you saw is that if it's blocked the way that it's designed, Breida and hits that corner, not too many people are going to catch. If Breida can get in a straightaway race, nobody's going to catch him. Very few people are going to be able to catch him. Right. And the ironic thing you, is you know, I, I, that's what we saw that, that last touchdown against the Jacks. That's what that, that, that basically his speed was too much. And so, sub four four guy. There you go. And and so, I think that well, it's clear that if one trait to me stands out in a in the Lynchahan regime, it's speed. Clearly, they put an emphasis on speed. They want people who are fast, and you know, fast and athletic. And so, there's nothing wrong with having fast athletes on the football field. So the to me that I think that people are are underestimating Rita and the 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 silver lining as I was telling you yesterday is that to me Morris act, being active on game day to both of us was let's say questionable at best we we both kind of agreed that that he, that he would probably not be active very many game days because. I think so, many, so much hype, so much hype is put on the fifty-three, which is which should be, you know, that that's essentially your football team going forward. You know, yeah. as as the blog that's coming out for Sports Elite, it, I, I entitled it, you know, fifty fifty-three souls in red and gold. So, you know, but not enough hype gets paid attention to the forty-six that are actually active on game day. And really, right. as Ted Robinson, if you go and you watch the the, the recap of the, the the preseason that they did, him and Joe Fan, um, he states that it's really 42 because you have your kicker, your punter, your long snapper, and your backup quarterback that essentially only play those positions. So you really essentially right. have 42 people to fill in 33 positions. 
For sure. You know? And, and so, to me, I feel the, the silver lining is being able to have that, like you said, thunder and lightning, that one-two punch. Because the thing that we didn't have last year that I really felt that Carlos High was okay at was with Brita and, and, and McKinnon, I didn't trust that you have that. We need to grind this game out. We're up by, let's just say, eight. It's seven minutes left in the game. We need to grind this this clock. It's, it's, it's football 101. You have a lead. You know what I'm saying? It's seven to four and a half minutes. You're, you're going to run the football. And Brita right. and McKinnon, to me, didn't give me that. That You clearly saw Morris do it against the, the Colts. The, he, gave, he would give you that one yard. He, he was four for four in third and one situations. So uh, I just happened to see that statistic somewhere. So yeah. your player, if if you had to pick some player, if you want, you can, you can pick Pierre Gasson, but I'll never tell you what diner you could pick. Um, <laughs> if you had to pick your player that, for lack of better words, benefits or will get more targets or becomes a, a more important piece of the offense, now that those targets have to go somewhere, uh, who's your player that, that you would say would, I guess, for lack of a better word, your fantasy player that you, you would pick? Yeah. Uh, gosh, such a tough question. I mean, are we are we going to include Matt Breda? I mean, because we pretty much already know he's going to take over some of that role. So I feel like it's kind yeah. of cheating if I were to kind of go cool. with Matt Breda. So just for the fun of yeah. the question, I guess I'll avoid Matt Breda. Um, who's going to benefit more the most? Juice. I think Juice is a very – I mean, I already thought he was going to have a, a breakout one. season this year with everything That's else going on. Yeah. Um, I had a – I put out a tweet out there yesterday. I put an over-under for 2,200 scrimmage yards, which pretty much excludes punt returns and kick returns, so it's just receiving mm-hmm. and rushing. But I put out an over-under for 2,200 for Morris, Breda, and Juice all combined. I think it will be kind of close, but I, I see no reason why they couldn't possibly be able to hit that. Um, but I well, expect okay. Juice, who has sub four 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 five speed, to be able to benefit. Yeah, you, you clearly saw last year that. Uh, to me, what what earned my respect and my admiration for Juice as a Niner fan was the catch against Houston. Oh yeah, because That's essentially what, right what he did. He, what he essentially, I mean, he was a good player before that. But what that told me is, he said, "I'm going to go make a play for my quarterback." I'm going to get this football. That was just a pure determination. To me, I really feel that that was 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 a a, a will play. He just wanted it more. That's true. And so you know what it also uh, told me that that, that that right there. I said, um, as long as he can stay on the football field, Kyle, I want Kyle Uzcheck as as my fullback. He can run um, like a tight end and a wide receiver. Like literally, that's not me being a homer whatsoever. Like, have you seen? I mean, on that very play, right there, did he not look like freaking, you know, like like a legitimate pass catching tight end that's able to run? I, I think what you're gonna see with if 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 Niner fans were asked the question, which I think is is hindsight's always twenty twenty whatever, but knowing that what happened in twenty fourteen with the firing of Harbaugh, but led to Shanahan. Who would you rather have? 
I think that, you know, that's something that a lot of Niner fans, would you rather have kept Harbaugh? So let's just say you would take Harbaugh till 2020. You would have gave him the same, same six-year contract you gave Shanahan. So essentially Harbaugh would have three more seasons on his deal. Obviously we wouldn't have gotten Kyle Shanahan. So right. would you, I think what you're going to see now is Shanahan's ability that is better than Shanahan's to scheme and to use what, what, because what, what, what essentially is happening is it, it, with him and, and, you know, it becoming Lynchahan, you know, is, is Kyle Shanahan has essentially gotten players that he wants on offense. For and sure. so, which I think you're going to start to see is now that he has his quarterback, you're going to start to see that the players that he specifically targeted was essentially going to determine if Kyle Shanahan's coaching career as the Niners is a success or not. He's got the players he wants. Can he scheme to execute and, and do what we all think he's capable of doing? And him and, you know, Jimmy G. Cool. Bill had, you know, Bill had Joe. You know, Joe had Bill. And now we got, you know, Kyle has Jimmy G. Cool. Right. So I think what you're going to see is it'll, it'll, it obviously comes down to, to players, you know, catching the ball, things like that. I think that Kyle Shanahan didn't want to say, but I think what to get in a little bit of 53-man roster now, um, what Kyle Shanahan didn't what, – what, what he he wouldn't say is that I think what cut Cole Hickettini off the team was a drop against the Colts because that's a, that, that was a tough catch. Fine, you know, you got hit, whatever, but that's why the NFL is a tough league because, you, you know, it's the NFL. You're expected to make that catch. Right. You know. To be fair, it, though, Jimmy, I did, Malik Hooker did get a hand in there, to be fair. He, he, he did. Those are the tough ones he, you want to see him come down with, for sure. I mean, I, did, I definitely I uh, definitely a 49er fan. I just don't want it to sound like Cole Hickettini straight up had butterfingers on that one. But then he didn't he didn't freaking capitalize on the – I believe it was not against the Colts. I think it was against the Chargers that he actually dropped another one as well. Yeah. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. it seemed like that one kind of failed his face. And so, you know, uh, I didn't know. Did you get a chance to fully listen to the the Lynchingham uh, conference call? Fortunately, not, my man. You 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 were telling me oh, about okay. it. Um, okay. I, I heard a couple. I, of I, didn't listen to, I have. Um, I'll do it in a second. Um, I'll, I'll pull up the app and um, we'll kind of go over the Niners on uh, Niners Forty uh, dot com. They got a, a you know six highlights from the press conference. We could just you know go over that. That's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I'm um, pulling it up right now, actually. But okay, for sure. There you go. That's why it's awesome to have a co-host. Thank you, sir. I got so, today's uh, update. It's like, you, you got it. Yeah. Uh, well, I was yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and, and and just. You know, oh, pick up the, the highlights. Too, as far as the roster moves for today, did you end up uh, seeing those moves? And what do you think about them? I I, I haven't. I have not checked anything on Niners. I, I've, I've been dealing with things. So, uh, what's up? What okay. do we got? Well, uh, Marshall Harris officially. I don't know. I haven't gotten exact word. I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't. I'm not mm-hmm. totally 100% caught up with my feed. But it looks like Marcel Harris um, went on the IR. I don't know if he's also going to be mm-hmm. eligible with a designated to return tag. 
but obviously Jet went okay. on IR as so well. Made, he, just so well, I'll let you you know finish, but just so the yeah, the, no the listeners are clear, um, what what I've come to understand, and if I'm wrong, go ahead and correct me, but you have yeah. to make the initial 53 in order to be designated uh, IR with designated to return. Right. 100%. No, that's exactly that's what, what it is. Yeah, you have to make the 53, and then you get, and then you have yeah. to, I think, wait like a day. So uh, so then you pretty much have to wait like a day. I don't know if it's exactly 24 hours, and then you have to be able to place them on the IR. I'm assuming Jared yep. McKinnon going on IR was one of the moves today. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. He was, uh, he was one of the IR moves and then we ended up signing and I thought he had a chance to make it. He kind of looked like a baby Goldson, especially wearing that number 38, kind of like a Colbert Live, but XM Jr. officially got signed to the 53 and, uh, and then Tobin, an offensive lineman reserve who probably won't be active whatsoever. And who knows what'll happen. He'll probably end up being cut once Coleman's good to go or whatnot. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, a little roster filling for right now. All right, cool. So now that we're we're up to date with that, um, do you have the the article for the uh, just the little just six highlights? I think it's six highlights from the the conference call. Uh, what particular part are you referencing as far as uh, the oh, conference just, call? Just 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 here. I'll go ahead and pull it up. No big deal. Um, just in general. But yeah, so I got it. Um, it's just a little. I'll just pull it from the app. Um, so, okay. Well, I mean, nothing that, um, okay. I see it. Niners make a full decision of roster moves. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put it out in my blog, but I'll just go ahead and read it since it popped up and it's right here. Um, our nine, well, I heard, um, I think it's gold Rick or whatever. It's a offensive lineman. I heard yeah. we, he, we signed him to the practice squad, so our, our yep. practice squad is officially at 10 players. So the other nine players that, from what I can tell, from the, or at least this article that was put out yesterday, um, the nine other players that are on our practice squad is Stephen Dunbar Jr., which I like because he gives us a little bit more size and, and a physical kind of presence. Dunbar, you know, I, I could see uh, maybe if uh, uh, Pierre Gasson or a Kendrick Bourne go down, Obviously, you would assume Dante Pettis would assume one of those roles. And I could see a Stephen Dunbar being moved up to the 53. Uh, Maybe not necessarily active right away, but, um, you know, I think they'll put, I think uh, if if essentially anybody goes down, the first person that will be moved up that's not active on game day will be Richie James. Right. So, um, okay, so yeah. Ross Dwelly, I liked his uh, little versatility, playing a little soul back on that touchdown run. You know, that was his best nice. Kind of remind me of yep, Hot right. Rod Higbettini last year. Yep, yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, I liked him. Uh, you know, making a little pick and it had a little little nice little return. Uh, I believe that yeah, was the, the, that was the Colts against the Colts, right? Um, yes, I believe so it was. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to say because I don't, I don't. We didn't force a. Because I was at the Dallas game, and I don't believe we forced a turnover at the Dallas game. No, so, not against Texans uh, either. I don't believe. Okay. Uh, Nick Mullins officially now made it to the practice squad. So, you know, obviously, if uh, 
won't we won't repeat the we won't say the first one. But if C.J. Beathard goes down, you know, Mick Mullins will be called up. He'll you know be the backup QB. Trevius Powell, yeah. nice. I like you know, I, I like that. They, they tried him at free safety, so they safety. probably wanted him to go to the practice squad to kind of probably maybe work at a, a little one of the safety spots because uh, that's to me, a little bit of a concern because now if you tell me, um, was it, was it official that uh, Marcel Harris was uh, designated with return or was he just straight IR? Yeah, it doesn't seem like I have 100% on the word on that yet. Um, I don't okay. know if it's been official. Who knows? Maybe maybe the, maybe the we haven't actually, the beat writers and so forth, haven't actually got exact word on that. But uh, all I've seen so far is IR, but uh, I have no idea. Okay, so, I mean, if, okay, so, even if he's worked, whether that's week nine, the earliest he can return. So, you around know, there. for nine weeks. The window starts week six, week seven, somewhere around there. Week six, week seven. Okay. And you got a two-week window, I believe it is. So, week eight, week nine. Yeah, week. I think you so might have a three-week window. A three-week window? Okay. So, uh, let's just basically assume sometime around when we play the Raiders. Um, exactly. Somewhere around to there. me, I'm a little bit concerned about the safety depth. I feel you have, you know, you obviously have Adrian Colbert, you know, Tukwaski Tart, you know, being your starters. Who were the right. safeties that made the team? Yeah. I haven't even really studied the 53 that much. Oh, shows you how great I am. We got Adrian no, no But um, we'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, the rest of the, 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 the nine practice squad. Uh, Dunbar, Washington, Imagine Kyle, um, now Scott, Peter T, which uh, John Lynch had came out and said he hoped that Peter would would would, would come to the practice squad. You know they they, they like him. I For think. Sure. I guess he had a few other they, offers out there too. Well, yeah, and I mean, nobody made a claim on our players, so that that was so to me that's positive because if nobody made a claim on our players, that essentially means we got the pick of the litter. And if Kyle Shanahan told me, told, you know, told us, hey, look, there's more than ten players I would like to keep on the practice squad. Right. So that essentially means you got the best of the best. I mean, it also kind of tells me. I brought this up yesterday about a few people. For example, like PETA. Like, how do we? Obviously, mm-hmm. we ended up cutting Jerry Atuacha, which was pretty surprising. You know, everybody yeah, thought yeah, he was yeah, going to yeah. be the I number one on or number two edge. Yeah, for sure. But the thing, the thing that was funny about PETA is, obviously, right now, our only edges are Marsh and uh, and Watson, and obviously a couple other guys yeah. who are bigger, you know, possibly can be placed at defensive end and nickel. Um, I don't know. I don't think we're done making moves. I think, honestly, we're possibly in the works of, of bringing in another edge slash Sam right now. But the weird thing yeah. about PETA is, like, if we were kind of low, like, obviously, right now, it seems like we're low on edge rusher slash Sam. And it's like, yeah. why would we release him? And it seems like, you know, obviously, yeah, I'm sure they had good odds. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sure they thought they had good odds as far as be able to retain them. To my, in my opinion, it looks like they had like a handshake deal with them. Once again, it was on record that he turned down a few offers. But it's like, I wonder why, like, we have him on the practice squad right now. And obviously, it seems like there was a handshake deal where, hey, like, we'll call you up, you know, after this or that ends up occurring or whatever. It just, it just seems kind of fishy of 
why he's there technically at this very moment. Like, are we planning on, like, kind of calling him up last minute against the Vikings and just kind of throwing a little curveball towards them? Like, I'm just uh, – you know what I mean? It just it just smells a little funny that he's on the practice squad right now. It's almost like, you know, like creating another 53 spot from the sounds of it. To me, it's like, okay, so there's there's two questions that are coming up. Is uh, I, I'm totally with you. I do not like Dakota Watson. First of all, I don't like the fact that he's wearing 97. You feel me? <laughs> No, to me, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. In my lifetime, that I can remember as clear as day, I remember two players being carried off the field their last game as Niners, or at least their last home game. Yeah. Jerry Rice and Bryant Young. Yeah. You know, and so that kind of tells you something. That oh, yeah. Was Frank Gore carried off? Now, Freddie Gore was high-fiving with the fans and everything like that, but was Frank Gore carried off? I love Frank the tape. Trust me, believe me, 21 should not be oh, one. Yeah. If you tell me we're not going to officially retire until, he, you know, we, we only we, – we really essentially only retire Hall of Famers and Dwight, you feel me? Yeah. Then – and it doesn't look like they're going to retire T.O.'s member. So – um. And to me, if if you want to tell me, look, we don't retire it, but it's just a number you don't wear. You know, and, and to me, your your play doesn't dictate that. Right. Solomon Thomas wants to wear a Cowboys number, and Cowboys says, "Hey, look, I don't give a damn." Okay, that's cool. That kind of, kind of comes with an expectation, bro. Right. Because you know, just Smith came on a little later. Not, you know, it's a little different. Yeah. Lest we forget. That Cowboys, the, 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 before the, the fumble should, that should not be named in 2011, Cowboys oh, sacked God. Eli Manning to force that punt. Did he? I kind of forgot about that. That was a wild game. Shoot. Still there, my man? Yeah, so, Adam, you there? Yeah, so sorry, everybody. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, my bad, bro. So, um, if it happens again, because I, I ran out of data basically, uh, essentially. So we might have to end this, this show here pretty quickly. But it, I figure we can kind of just go until we can't go. But uh, so essentially, that, 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 that to me is a concern too, your, your lack of a fan and an edge rusher. I mean, I believe Cassius Marsh will have a good year. You know, but so what's too. a good year for Cassius Marsh? Six sacks? Five sacks? I got it projected about seven plus. Okay, seven plus? Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that from, so, so, okay, fine. I'll take that from Cassius Marsh. Okay? Right. Then you figure what? But but to me is is that 
the thing about having a legit 10 plus sack person is that you can, it's okay for Cassius Morris to have six sacks. But if you're, if that's the first hit, if that's the first person that you point at, because Solomon Thomas is moving inside to rush with deep. You know, I would essentially feel that, that that's your passing. Go get him. We're, 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 we're taking down the quarterback. So, you know, you have Eric Armstead and Cassius Morris. So you're, if, if, if Cassius Morris is getting six sacks, that's cool. Well, then who's picking? You know what I'm saying? Right, you just don't want so the ideally you don't you want Marsh as your number two and I mean that's super ideally you want Marsh as your first rotating speed rusher. I mean ideally, like yes. that would be a beautiful thing if we had two good guys in front of him. Yeah. But then obviously we all projected yeah. him to be the number two. But uh, like I said, it just it just still seems too fishy that we just have as far as pure edge rushers go. It's just obviously uh, um, excuse me, Marsh and obviously Watson right now, and I, I like Watson. Obviously, you don't want him any higher as a number three. Um, good yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. When I watch him, it seems like he puts on solid pressure as well, like P to T. You know, they always just seem like they're a little, like, half a step behind. But personally, no, no, no. I'm always a fan of pressure. I get you want sacked, but you got to bring the pressure first yeah, and yeah, foremost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that if, if you put a, a gun to Robert Sala's head and you said, what's your plan? The plan is to basically get the quarterback to Defoe. Yep. And trust that Defoe is going to be there to, to, you know what I'm saying? Essentially how you saw him and, and Solomon Thomas' sack against the Cracker. Just like the Rams, who also have edge rushing questions, we're going to try to generate the pass rush from the inside. That is no secret. Yep. And yep. let me add to that right now. Let me ask you a question. So let's just say like a trade doesn't yep. occur. I'm really praying something happens with the Broncos, who might have an extra pass rusher. So they have, obviously, yeah. Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, who they drafted high, and then they have, yeah. um, obviously, Shane Ray, and then Shaq Barrett. So it smells to me we can possibly be able to work something out for either Ray or Shaq Barrett because they're both going to be free agents after this year anyway. Something to keep your eye on. Yeah. Let's just say nothing occurs. It smells to me who – I don't have an issue with it. Obviously, I'd rather have him be inside, but it seems to me that Marsh – and Solomon Thomas are probably going to be the two edge rushers in nickel as well. And Buckner, and look for Buckner and Day slash Armstead to be on the inside. If nothing occurs. Hey, then, you know, that uh, I guess, you know, I, ideally I don't want I mean, to say this about is. my backwards, but fuck it, let's try it. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. And I think what Robert Solomon is trying to do, and what defense has turned in is you're trying to get your best 11 on the field. Right. And you're trying to essentially get certain things. Like you're trying to get defo one-on-one. You feel me? This defense is right. essentially that if you're the one that gets the one-on-one match, matchup, you have to win. You know, I would really like to look up That's- some numbers. Solomon Thomas, people underrate how much of an athlete he is. He ran like a 4-5-something at the Combine. I wish I could be able to pull it up right now. I just don't know how much time we have, so I'm going to hold out. But I feel like exactly. I, I think Solomon Thomas is probably time. more athletic than Jeremiah Ataachu is, which is probably part of the reason why we ended up cutting Ataachu. So just to definitely give these two points in real quick is that uh, 
I always think, and I say this all the time, that, that being the third overall pick will be the albatross around Solomon Thomas's neck. I don't think that he was he's going to be to have the type of production that will be worthy of the third overall pick. I think in an ideal world, you would probably switch him and Ruben Foster. Um, that's that, that's not a knock on Solomon Thomas. You know, yeah. that's not. But 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 but, and, and the fact that, that, to me that a the bit, fact to be that they're willing to look, the fact that they were willing to look, and admitted that they were looking for to trade for Khalil Mack tells you that they're looking. And John yeah. Lynch came out and he said, "Look, we will always look for every opportunity to better our football team." Right. So, hey, I mean. I have no problem with the 11 best players on defense and offense being on the field. Right. I have, and that's what people get kind of pissed off. Because, you know, I'm sorry? Everybody wants Solomon inside, and that's when I keep kind of preaching, like, hey, like, he's going his yeah. second year. He missed a lot of the OTAs last year. Like, he's definitely coming on, obviously, as a pass rusher, and he has athleticism for it. I'm not saying he's better on the outside, but I'm saying is, once again, if you're trying to get your best 11 on the field, that like, hey, he might have to play – more defensive end again than anticipated, but if you're just trying to so my collectively is, get it done, then that's what it is. I think okay, so then in an ideal world, if an ideal world, so you so ideal world is is your ends are Marsh and and so and Solomon Thomas. Let's talk. We're talking and, right now. I didn't right? say the ideal world. Your scenario, Martian and. Thomas Thomas, and I then Armstead and Buckner. And nickel right now at this moment, if the season started right, right, right now, I do this moment. And then Armstead, uh, Buckner and Armstead inside. So in an ideal world, or day, or day what, they're saying is, what they're saying is to Solomon Thomas is that your job is to force the quarterback inside. Yep. Escape the, the, the rain, the outside – the the ability to, to escape outside the pocket and, and you know extend plays. Yep. So now I think that now it, it's about consistency, but I think he can do it because essentially, if you look at the scenario, I have been playing defensive line myself. Is the biggest advantage that an offensive lineman has is knowing the snap. I'm sorry, it's what? I, I said the, the biggest advantage that an offensive lineman has over a defensive lineman is knowing the snap count. That, 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 sure. That's football 101. And so I, I, I feel that Solomon Thomas does have quick get-off. He, he, he can get off on, on the snap. And so yeah, he's in his second year. And, 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 and it's his second year. And I'm just saying, like, those things are going to improve as the snaps and everything and uh, everything along those lines kind of, of occur, you know, more time on the outside and everything. Come on. I'm not saying come on. I'm sorry. I'm just the, thinking about general 49er fans. Of course. The, 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 I think the most – two things have to be realized when the draft came around in, in, in 2017. They didn't have Jimmy G. Cool. Okay. Nope. Uh, Kyle Shanahan just came out and said their plan was just to go get Kirk Cousins. That's so I, I think everybody kind of knew I think that. that's what everyone was waiting on. Yeah, I think everybody just kind of assumed that. So maybe they draft different if, you know, 
they know they have Jimmy G cool, you know. So so so, so you guys hey, keep that in mind. And the biggest thing of keeping that in mind is they kind of figured they had a couple years. And the biggest thing to be excited about is if if you're a Niner fan, is that this is a football team that's young and going to get better. And for sure, I always tell I always tell people. I said, to me, the most exciting thing is, and if you tell me the, the Niners are a championship team because of X, I'd be like, health, which clearly we've gotten a rough start to that. But I think when we say health, we talk about a certain number 74 and uh, a certain number 10 are when we say sure. health and yep. 56. Um, yep. So... That and we're a team that, i.e., the Giants, when they beat the Patriots, are betting our best football going into the playoffs. Yep, and that's what happens with a young ascending team. I keep getting flashes of Aaron Rodgers with the Packers, I believe in 09, mm-hmm. when they got in as a wild card team. I think that was Aaron Rodgers' second year starting, and obviously they went all the way and beat the Steelers. But that's like that's kind of like the, you know, some of the – some of the gut calls I've kind of had as far as what this year, obviously I'm not, nothing's a guarantee, but like if we can Nothing. possibly just be competitive enough to get in, that's all I want out of this year. I'm not saying anything after that. I just want a chance to get in. Yeah. 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 With, uh, the well, right, obviously the right play calling quarterback, you have a chance. Yeah. To me, I, I think that you have, in that ideal scenario that we, we essentially, I totally agree with everything you said, by the way. But if, if, if sure. I think in the ideal scenario of what we both basically just said is we have we're playing our best football going forward. We have what teams need to win championships. Uh, we, may, we may not have a championship caliber defense. We may have a good defense. I would say a top Scrappy. fifteen to ten defense. Yeah, a top ten to fifteen defense from the Niners this year, I would accept. For sure, the defense just gives you a right. chance. Yeah, exactly, and so. To, and we have a good quarterback, and we have going to be great. A, a superior offensive mind. I believe Kyle Shanahan is the superior offensive mind. And to me, so if we are playing our best football going into the playoffs. And 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 you see, you you point out little things. I love doing this. Is that after week eleven, we don't leave the West Coast. We go to Seattle. Right. We have three games at home. And we go to we go to LA to play the Yams. So I keep getting. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not saying we'll go five and zero like last year, but going three and two. Possibility. So so I I say if you have week eleven, that means if you have five to six to seven wins, I think that you you have a very strong possibility of getting to ten wins. And you said as long we as we go into week 12 with six, with pretty much seven wins going into week 12. Five. You figure so five. So five games to play. We're obviously going five and zero. Oh. You know, uh, six, I think five to seven. Ideally seven, yeah. But you have a chance. Six, so I, I still get 10, 10, 10 wins. And if the Niners get 10 to, let's just say, maybe 11 wins, and don't make the playoffs, 
I accept that. Honestly, I was thinking the exact same thing right now. Like, you know what? If we get 10 wins, because NFC is that tough. If we get 10 wins and we barely, you know, miss the playoffs, you know what? That'll hold me over, obviously, to be even that much crazier and anticipate next year that much of more. Next year. And, and obviously, you would see that you have an ascending, improving team. That's what that's what every Niner fan can expect from this. I think that every Niner fan needs to expect to have a better ascending football team, i.e. right now and i.e. over the course of the season. That's crazy. I, I, I am a firm believer. I'm sorry? I said, I'm sorry to cut you off there. I said, I said I, I'm not even trying to fast forward that much, but can you anticipate this oh, team yeah, or uh, look forward to watching this team during midseason when obviously all the young guys are going to, you know, take a little step further? You know, guys like Sherman will be in midseason form and everything along those lines. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I'm really curious to see the difference between week one and then week eight. Yeah, I, I think Niner fans, we, 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 the faithful need to caution ourselves because a lot of situations we ide- uh, imagine an ideal scenario, and that's not necessarily always going to happen. You know, right. people underperform, you know, people get hurt, whatever. So um, I think that, but to me, the thing to remain positive about is that to me, the, the, a big game to me is week one because to go into Minnesota and to punch Minnesota in the mouth on TV, you know, when everybody God, thinks we're going to lose. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. game too. And 10 a.m. game, every possible excuse and reason that you can imagine that 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 we should lose. To me, every time the Niners have hit the field, I expect us to win. There's always a reason we can win every game. Yeah, am I nervous about Kansas City? Sure. Yeah, the Niners have struggled in Kansas City. Blah 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 blah. But there are ways that we and reasons we we can win the game. Right. I'll always believe that. I'll always have faith in my team. Just because I, I remember a little thing like I remember being. In, this is a funny story. I remember being in jail and there was this Falcons fan. And and this is the, the Tom Sula year, and he, to, uh, to him you you couldn't tell him that he we weren't he wasn't just gonna get man we weren't gonna just get mollywhopped. It wasn't even <laughs> gonna be a shot. I almost wished that I could be there, you know, for in jail for that game. Just to do, just, I, I looked at him and I said, you know what, bro? I said I'll never forget this. I said every every person has their moments, and of course the more moments that happen, the stronger your faith, you know, whatever. I said, I, I can take you back to going to a Niner game against Tampa Bay when Ken Dorsey was our starting quarterback. Oh, my God. And this is like, if, if this is not Tampa Bay coming off the Super Bowl year, this is like Tampa Bay yeah. maybe like, you know, two, three years later. This is still Tampa Bay. You feel me? Back then. Right. And and we won. You know, and you just have a little, and this is, this is the year we traded them, to, we traded Tim Lutey. And okay. so, you you know, and so it's like we won, and, and you you have these little moments, and you're just kind of like, look, at the end of the day, I see my football team. You know, there's there's a song that he goes, "We didn't did it before. Why they acting like we can't? Like you know, we did it again. Like we've done it before. They say history right. repeats itself. We've done it before. You've done yeah, this again. Like if, if you yeah. look at the, if you look at the benefit of having a young team. 
you know, and you structure contracts right where you can keep people, and you know, you're gonna need some people to keep some people. You're gonna need some people to take some home count and discounts, and you know, say, hey, yeah, I want to stay a Niner and everything. But the thing about having a young football team is it'll be around together for a while. Then you know, sure. players come, players go. You're seeing it with the Seahawks right now. You know, <laughs> they, they, they're slowly uh, starting to. Yes, I just called them the Seahawks. I mean, it's sports. I, I can always tell one. people. Oh yeah, that's funny. I try to. I try to show. That's just me personally. Yes. I love your style, but you know, I'm Mister. You know, kind of worried about everybody's feelings type of thing. So I try to be a little nice about those things, especially a little well, more so now. And, and I mean, and that's hey, probably why this could work. You're not trying to, and, well, you know. And, and this, and this, this, this is probably why this could work. You know. Right. Hey, the yin so, and the yang. The yin and the yang. And I'm exactly. hey, they were laughing at us when we went through our, you know, off season from hell. I'm sure. I, 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 yeah. Hey, I always tell everybody this. Everybody has their team. You know, to me, uh, if she wasn't passed out right now, she could tell you. For Christmas, I got the ticket. I got a hundred dollars and I paid seventy two bucks and got a ticket to go to the Thanksgiving game. That was my first game at Levi's. And, and the, now every game I went to the Candlestick, they won. The Niners won. In twenty fourteen, so this right? is my You're first game at Levi's. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Sure the chicken leg at in the middle yeah, of the yeah, 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 yeah. or turkey leg. Hey, I had to throw a water, I threw a water ball at him. To me, to me, in a blog I have, I believe it's the sports. I believe it's the nothing but Niners one. I talk about how I, I'm disappointed in the faithful because he says so, sorry and he, he wants to, you know, take some people bowling and driving NASCAR. And that's what's up, bro. And, hey, I'm all for what makes my football team better. But don't think it's all just roses and gravy, bro. I had to watch you sit on our logo and eat turkey, bro. The first game I had ever been to that we lost. Yeah. And I had to go work like a nine, a nine, ten hour shift right after it. You know, like oh, I, I have a personal vendetta of Richard Sherman. Do I wish him success? Of course I wish him success because his success means neither success. And at the end right. of the day, that's what I'm after. You know, that's what every faithful should be after is whatever yeah. it takes to host number six. Hey, like, you I know mean, how, it, well, that, how Sherman is. He's motivated to win over every oh. single every single member of the 49ers faithful, yourself included. Well, of course. He, he knows of people course. are not having given him a pass for everything. I have. I told him. I said, if you make a pick to beat Seattle, in Seattle, you feel I me? See him get a pick week I, one. You, you, well, well, yeah, I'll get him. No, no, no. It has to just, just, just to me, to me. You get a pick to have us beat Seattle in Seattle, because to me, I, I respect real fans. Like if you're really a fan of your team, whatever that team is, bro, I respect you. You know what I'm saying? I, I always have that respect because. You know, we're both we both ride. That's what's right. up, bro. The key is I like you don't have to like it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, you don't have to like it, but you have to respect it. I have I have people. My my boy that I lost today was a Raider fan. You feel me? Right. Was my brother. Yeah. You know, I got real right. homies, real wider homies that are Raider fans, bro. But they're my homie, like. You know, so at the end of the day, you know, we respect anybody that rides for your team. My boy came and sat with me one time and everything right before the show, and it was like, you know, I was, I'm real proud of you, bro. Like, this minor thing is really, you know what I'm saying? I'm at the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a diehard Raider fan. But so, 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 to me, the whole 12 thing and everything like that, first of all, like, why do you have your Super Bowl record on your jerseys and flags and everything like that? You know what I'm saying? 
First of all, yeah. I don't call them the 12s. I call them the one and twos because you're one and two in the Super Bowl. Especially the yeah. last one. You should, they, essentially, the Patriots didn't win that Super Bowl. The Seacocks lost that Super Bowl. Because I remember yeah. right before that play, I remember thinking, holy, holy shit, they're going to win back-to-back Super Bowls. I know. I literally remember thinking that, like, holy, this is going to happen. They're going to give the ball to Marshawn Lynch, and it's going to be a wrap. And when they said Wilson yep. back to pass, I said, what? And they said, throw him. Here's, I was like, wow. Oh, boy, Ricardo you know? Rocket. Oh, love it. Love it. Um, but to me, you know, the whole Crabtree thing, you know, now that Crabtree's not a Niner, eh, to me, was Crabtree slightly – I think Crabtree was slightly overrated because when it came down – to it when it came down that we needed him to make a play, he, he never came. Through. I mean, he had been one of our best wide receivers in the time, so I think that's you know obviously with the success when Hardball came along. I mean, of course, sometimes you know, especially if you're a fan of that team, you're gonna you're gonna like overhype your guy a little bit. But I I don't recall yeah. everybody anybody saying, "Oh, Krabs is gonna tear up Sherman. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league." I don't I don't ever remember Forty yeah. Nine fans really hyping him up a lot. He was just our number one wide receiver. Honestly, in my opinion. I, I think, yeah, I was about to say, I think that can we admit that perhaps he would have been a better number two? Uh, 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 John Taylor? Number two? Yeah, if you would have had I mean, uh, John like Taylor with somebody like Goodwin now. You know, it's just yeah, exactly, exactly. Or, or Crabtree with a Gerson. Uh, well, they're, they're kind of yeah. actually the same type of receiver. Yeah, but, yeah. um, yeah, more possession. Uh, I think Gerson and Crabtree are both basically essentially, you know, possession receivers. But so to, to me, the, 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 there's, there's concerns about this, this football team. And I think that we need to caution ourselves to realize everything's not going to be rainbows and butterflies. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to lose two games in a row probably. How we might lose well, let me three games. Oh, let me stop you right there. Sorry to do so. Yeah. Do you remember what the sounds and the sound waves were right before the 2011 season kicked off? Do you remember, like, how, like, I mean, obviously, we, you just brought it up earlier. We went to the NFC Championship game. Obviously, we yeah. probably should have gone all the way, and God knows what happens once yeah. you're in the Super Bowl. But I remember cheers yeah. about, like, we're going to be in position to draft an Andrew Luck. Like, people are saying we're going to be that yeah. sorry. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. scrappy. Suck for luck. Suck for luck. Suck for luck. Exactly. That, that was the whole. Exactly. That was the whole debate. Suck for luck. Yeah. Uh, right. Do you remember? And that's why do you I'm remember when we played people. Tennessee? I remember we played Tennessee. I want to say it was in Tennessee. For it was called the Reggie Bush Bowl. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that 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 might be a little bit before. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, like a year or two before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, but, um, yeah, that might be, um, yeah, 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 but anyway, the Reggie Bush going on everything. pretty much thinking your team is going to suck for a top two, top three pick. Well, I think that's when Niner fans should have, should have realized that, how should I say this? Niner fans should have realized that essentially the team that uh, Singletary went nine, and Tom Sula went 9-7 and seven with, uh, Harbaugh took from a play that should not be mentioned from a Super Bowl. 
So what does that tell you? That's coaching. Okay. Uh, Jimmy G. Cool takes over a team that was one in one in t- one in ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, essentially, a play that, by the way, I was at that um, he threw it in the end zone that I was sitting by. Uh, that was a touchdown, by the way. <laughs> this this really yep. the game would have been in, in the balance. He would have thrown a touchdown on a ball that should have been broken up. Yeah. Like, 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 like you can analyze that play. Just, just analyze the play. It, it's crazy. That play should have happened. So if the game was in the balance, if essentially we were down by only six, we would have won the game. So yep. uh, he, he would essentially, you know. So but so so he took over a team that was one in ten. Essentially, uh, we're yep. we're six and ten. Uh, you know, offense is great. Was that Kyle Shanahan mysteriously? No, no, it's a quarterback. So you you have to look at the key to the season is is obviously you know head coach, offensive coordinator, which he he should remain. Uh, real quick before we uh, end this. Um, your opinion on Shanahan being OC? Well, I mean, I, I absolutely love it times 100. Are you kidding me? And that's obviously why I'm so confident in that, once again, we're all excited over Jet, but everything happens for a reason. And I think maybe we'll be able to use certain personnel packages, do some things a little different now that could possibly work in our favor. You, you just do not know that. You know what I mean? For everybody to say, like, oh, if Jet was out there, this and that would have happened. And, now that he's not, you know this and that. But it's like, well, you could do a one eighty and say maybe we'll be, able, maybe we'll do, for example, maybe we'll run more four wide receiver sets and and so forth, and um, maybe infuse a little gadget, and maybe things can work for the better without him. Ironically, you just do not know. One uh, day, one day, Drew Bledsoe went down, and um, there was this quarterback named Tom Brady that took over for the Patriots, and I think that worked out pretty well for him, right? Yep. And once again, I brought up the Rams and yeah. Kurt Warner earlier. They had kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. so, so, um, you know, it, it's uh matter of fact, uh, one day Alex Smith went down and a quarterback from Nevada took over. And yeah, we we won't necessarily talk about how that ends, but uh, you know, could have been worse. Or well, no, it couldn't have been worse. But it worked out better yeah, for anyway. that year. It worked out better for that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother, you know, we all know what happened, right? So, so, so these things can. Uh, I'm not saying that's necessarily what's going to happen, but uh, these things, God, I hope not. Um, sure. Don't happen. I, I think that that going into Minnesota, punching him in the mouth, um, even going. The, the the thing that I think would be the best to avoid is starting off one and three. I don't think that's going to happen. Because I really do not. I, I, Especially now well, with everybody you, rallying can, together. Can, 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 to me, you think you think this. You have Minnesota. I, I figured out scenarios on this could happen, but you have Minnesota, Detroit, uh, Kansas City, San Diego. Okay. So, worst comes to worst, the way I'm looking at it is, you know, these are things that good teams do. You know, we should win at least the first two West Coast games. You would think the home opener and San Diego. 
Now, yeah, San Diego has depth and everything like that. And, da, 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 well, and you know, Philip Rivera won't. Hey, guess what? Jimmy G. Cool wasn't in. You know, that, la, 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 la. you know what I'm saying? So I think essentially if you could go two and two the first four weeks of the season, that's not worst-case scenario. This guy shouldn't be falling. Now, if that means that we go, you know, beat Minnesota and Detroit and then lose San Diego or Kansas City, San Diego, well, then, hey, ideally, that's probably a very – that's a very realistic scenario, actually. You never know how football goes, my man. We've all seen one turnover, one drive can decide a whole damn game. I mean, that's the beauty about football, and that's what the funky thing about football is, too. You know, two plays could be the difference of a damn game. Yeah, so, I mean – it, Let me ask you one thing, though, if I may. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, remember last year, without Reuben Foster, Reuben Foster essentially got uh-huh. uh, hurt, on, got that high ankle sprain after the first quarter against the Panthers in the opener. I'll, yeah, I was there, and I heard the stadium when he came back from the locker room was saying, Reuben Foster. I mean, it, it was you. Was awesome. I remember, see, this is, uh, sorry to, be the, 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 to go on this tangent, uh, I'll, no, I'll let you good. get to your point. But, my my thing about it is, is, is this has to be mentioned up because things that fire me up need to be mentioned. Levi Stadium takes a lot of shit, and it pisses me off. Because is it the stick? No, it's not the stick. Okay, people need, just need to get over it. It's not candlestick. Okay, people just yeah. need to get over that. Okay, yeah. you're either a San Francisco fan or you're a Niner fan. So the right. Niners are in Santa Clara now. Make your decision. Okay, so um, but. It was loud. I mean, it, it was, you know, raucous. It, it, it was opening day. It was, you know, because the game wasn't, you know, at that point out of reach. You know, the game pretty much had just started. And yeah. I had never seen a stadium go so dead and quiet and just like a pin drop so fast. He had such a great first quarter. I mean, I literally bought his jersey and, after he got hurt that game because I just I had seen enough after one quarter. She wasn't passed out. She would tell you, I would, when we drafted him, I was jumping up and down saying, we just drafted the next Patrick Willis. Oh, my God. I literally was so jumping up. I was like, it, it, it's over. I remember, I'm a Gators fan. So, I remember watching him in the SAC championship, and I was like, who the hell is this number 10? And what can we do to get him on the Niners? <laughs> I specifically remember yeah. saying that. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, yeah. yeah, to me – there's a reason he's a cornerstone of the defense. I think that's not a mistake. And to me, uh, I think a, a big key to me is the um, the team that finishes the season, well, necessarily won't be the one that ends. Now, I guess the whole – my whole point to this is kind of mute because I, I do believe week three it will be Ruben Foster and Fred Warner. I mean, <laughs> that seems pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. Well, Shannon Sh- uh, said yesterday um, or the day before that Warner is starting week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. It's official. Okay, that's what's up. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that he he'll, he'll make his rookie mistakes. I, I think the two things, and then I'll let you get back to your point. We went on this tangent, but yeah, I think the two things that um we um I put that Alfred Morris gets over seven fifty, but under eleven hundred. I think he will. So. I, let's just say, okay, 750. You said 2200? 2200. 2200 yes. 750, that's eight. That's 350. 
three that that's three fifty plus so that's fourteen fifty between uh Brita and Juice. I th- I think they could do that. All purpose. No, not all purpose. I did say scrimmage, so no kick returns or uh, no cut, uh, kick return and punt return yards. But obviously, I'm expecting yeah. a little more out of the both of them now. That now they're going to get more piece of the pie without Jet in action. Well, it's going to have to. Somebody's going to have to. As the roster stands right now, we always have to use that premise, right? Because you know things can change. I literally remember sure. listening to KMBR to a Matt Mayoko interview, or Matt Barrow was one of the two. And Tom Lund just goes and goes, the Niners just traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. And the, the you know, guest goes, um, one of the mats goes, oh, um, yeah. He goes, yeah, so you got to go. He goes, yeah, I, I got to go. Like, you know, this this is obviously breaking news. So, literally, I'm chilling listening to KBR. Blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, it's like the Niners just traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's why yeah. I like Lichingham because they're not afraid to make the, the move. So, as a, we always have to use the premise of as the roster stands now. I mean, you, you you have to be in it for today and for the long run as well. And just because you're not spending exactly. everything on one of your dollars doesn't mean you don't care about as much of this upcoming season. So, uh, you know, I think sometimes, well, you know, fans got to put that in perspective. I, I think the clear plan is that I don't think Kyle – I don't think Rich Hand come in here shorthand. I don't think they agree to come here three years. I think they're going to get their six years. For sure. But you're still trying to win. I don't see the max day one. I don't, and this is not to get too far ahead, but I don't see either one of them going into a lame duck situation. So I say by the time they have two to one year years left, you'll you'll decide on, you know, you'll you'll see them get their extensions. You know, maybe three, four year extensions. You know, for sure. Um, so they're here for the long haul. So you have to think about this: is that 